Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Have a seat. We are so glad that you are here. Come on. Look at you guys coming to church on a snow day. Give yourself a hand. Good job. We know that was terrible. Y'all, y'all don't want you don't want to clap for yourself. Some of you are like, roads were fine. Go to church. I felt the same way. I felt the same way. Um, but no, seriously, we do know that uh, there are places and towns and uh, outskirts and people are coming from all over. And so uh, sometimes they're just not able to get out. Well, happy new year. Um, you may have been coming a couple weeks and uh, you, you've not met me and I've not met you. I want to. Uh, uh, I didn't retire. Uh, uh, we, uh, we love ministry. We love the church and, uh, we're excited. We, we have a lot of excitement for this new year. And, and maybe you don't, <laughs> you're like, if it was like last year, but, but I, I want to tell you that I don't know. I feel like God has been working on me the last couple of years, especially with all of this. Uh, pandemic stuff that's going around and and just so much uncertainty. Uh, I I think that, uh, man, I think there have been years where I've gotten by a little bit on um, a few prayers, but I think that, man, I think that you got to be praying. You got to be praying. And and prayer isn't just um, a religious practice. It's... it starts the conversation that says, I'm not enough and I need you. Like, I, I can't, can't control, it doesn't matter how much insurance I have, I need you. It doesn't matter uh, how much money's coming in, like, I need you. It doesn't matter what securities I've built up that, that are responsible, but yet not um, perfect. I need you. And so I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're in church. I believe that good things are coming for you. And I'm glad, listen, that you are coming and you're committed to this church. Committed to this church. You know, I, I will tell you, uh, I, my, we, a few of our staff and volunteer team went to Hot Springs. And my, my uh, pastor said something, and it just resonated in me um, that we can't pastor uh, people who don't come. You can't. And we're in a world where you can listen to incredible YouTubes and you can receive um, you can receive wisdom from a lot of people. And I'm I'm gonna tell you that Katie and I listen to a lot of people. But if you want a mantle, you have to be under it. And 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 and, and you, you the definition of consumerism in the church is I go where I want to instead of I go where I'm called. And I don't know of a a, a tree that can uproot and still be as strong as it's supposed to be. See, the fear is the same fear that Adam and Eve had. The enemy came in the garden in the perfect place that God had planted them and said there's something that God's not telling you. You're missing out on a little bit. And she was like, what? And he was like, oh, yeah, 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 there's a whole lot more that you don't even know if you'll just do this. And, and that is the trick that we've all, oh, oh if, if you, now you just need to go over here. You just need to do this. And, and I'm, 
we are not a perfect church, and we don't know it all. But we know what we know. And we know that that will produce good fruit in your life because we're not preaching another gospel. We're preaching Jesus. His word's going to work. It doesn't come back void. And I'm telling you, sometimes transformation takes a little while. It's not instant. Come on, somebody. It takes a little while. But I believe that every year that you are here, that's why we say, give us a year. Don't give us a service. I believe that God can break moments in your life in one service. But I'm telling you, over a year, over years, we begin to grow into who God calls us. Come on, to be. Y'all give the Lord a hand clap for that. I'm feeling a little feisty. I haven't preached in a little while for, uh, to you guys. It's been a couple weeks since I have. And so I want to talk to the online audience real quick. And, and, and so you're here. It's kind of like a, us and them, and then you're kind of involved as well. Um, I know that we had a lot of snow, and I do know we've been praying for a lot of our people. A lot of our people are sick, and they're, they're, they're just battling, and they're in and out. You know what I'm saying? And so we, we get that. But I, I want to just lean in for just a couple seconds for all of those that are watching online. The goal of this church was never that it was cozy and comfortable. You don't grow where it's cozy and comfortable. That doesn't mean we don't want it to be friendly. Oh, we obviously want it to be friendly. We want it to be clear. We don't want people confused. We don't want you to trick you and say, ha, 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 it's the janitor's closet, but we put bathroom signs. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we, we, we want it to be clear, but just make sure that today you're going to church if you're watching online because we believe that the fire of the Holy Spirit is present in this church and that's the thing that burns away all the things that the enemy wants to attach to us. And so you're not watching a YouTube today? Come on, does that make sense? Get it set up. Get your notes out. Be ready for God to move even in your home because we believe that you're not just listening to a lecture today, uh, we believe that the power and conviction of the Lord is the catalyst to change your life. And so that's why we take notes. That's why we lean in. That's why, listen, listen, we, we, we bought a whole chair, but we hope that you only need the edge. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want you to be ready to go, God, what do you want next in my life? And what do you want to do? And so real quick, y'all give a hand to everybody watching online. Uh, we love you. We're glad you're watching. Uh, be here next week. Um, to the uh, members of the house, for those of you that this is your church, I believe that this is going to be a year of favor. Favor. And, and when I say that, you might be thinking, great, blessing. But, but in all truthfulness, that's not a total, totally complete definition. Uh, Favor doesn't mean God's doing you favors. Okay, so I, I remember when I was 17 years old, I worked at a movie theater, and uh, I was a projectionist. That's right, that's right. I didn't just serve the counter. I was upstairs, okay? I put the film on. So I was, I was somebody, okay? And, and, and I remember that was the greatest job of my life. I mean, not, I mean, I'm pastor's greatest, but, but that, up to my, that point, I had mowed lawns and that was fun. Um, uh, but, but I was a projectionist. I got to see movies for free. I got all the popcorn. I got all the soda. Come on. You, you know, I mean, 17 year old, you, you would have loved it. Just going to live vicariously through my story. 
And so it was incredible. Every movie, free pop. For so, people are like, oh, man, you're going to get a Coke? No, I'm just going to go by the office. Get me one, big one. You know, and, and I also learned just, I learned a lot, but I also learned the art of bartering. That's right. You might be like, oh, how did you learn that at a movie theater? I learned the art of bartering. And so bartering is where you exchange goods without money. And, 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 the, and so the manager would barter with McDonald's, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And they would give movie tickets and snack tickets, and we would get food. And it was the greatest thing. Like my 17-year-old self was like, can you do this? Is it legal? And I was the middle guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was the guy in the middle. And the, my, my manager would always say, hey, Stephen, because I could drive. And he was like, why don't you go over there? Are you hungry? And I'm like, oh, always. And he's like, why don't you go get us some pizzas? Here's some movie tickets. And I was like, it, it was, I was getting paid to, like, you know what I'm saying? Shuffle product. <laughs> and I was good. I was good at it. I liked it. And I think that it got to the place where I would walk in and the managers of these other businesses would be like, I'm what you want. And I'd be like, oh. <laughs> and I think that sometimes when we use the word favor, we think that God's out there like, okay, what do you want? Someone I'm going to just do you some favors. Like, what you want? Do you want to win? What do you want? Do you want to get that job? I'll kick them out. But, but I think that when we investigate what favor is a little bit, the dictionary defines favor as the state of being approved or held in high regard. Favor. God's favor is active when we put him first. God's got to be first, come on, in our lives. A life of favor doesn't mean favoritism. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not talking about you know, favoritism. Because to be clear, favoritism means giving special or unfair treatment to someone or, or a group at the expense of another. Like God, God doesn't do that. Look, John 3, 16. Come on, y'all know the verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever, everybody say whoever, whoever. believes in me would not have him perish of eternal life. So it's open to everybody, okay? Everybody got that? Romans, let's look, let's look at Romans, Romans chapter 9, I want to read you a verse real quick, Romans chapter 9, verse 14, what shall we say then, is there injustice on God's part, by no means, like yo, if God does it, it was right, God's never, God's never wrong, okay, here's that, God's never wrong. And so we may not understand what God's doing. We may not like what God's doing. We may not even like our season. And that's all, that's, you, that, you can do that. But God's not wrong. And it's not like if God had just a little bit more information. Come on, how many of you remember uh, getting in trouble with your parents? Uh, Kelly, I was with Kelly the other day. She was talking to me about a couple moments. And how many of y'all ever got in trouble and you just felt the need to tell your side of the story? Come on. Anybody have any brothers or sisters? And you were like, before you render verdict, I just need to tell you my side of the story. 
Because even though everything happened the way you think it happened, there was something that you didn't know. <laughs> they looked at me weird. <laughs> and because of that, and I don't like that, it's trauma. It just makes me do things when people look at me. Come on. Like, like my, it's so funny. I've got four kids, and when I begin to come in and give a verdict, children, here is what's going to happen. I, my youngest is always like, <laughs> because he knows exactly what did happen. And he's taking a list, and he knows. Does that make sense? Actually, it wasn't them. It was them, and it was them, it was them. And it, means, it really doesn't mean anything as far as what actually happened, but he just wants to know who did what. Come. Okay, listen to this. Is there any injustice in God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So that it doesn't depend on, like, your own effort. Like, it doesn't depend on, on all that you do. <laughs> I'm God. <laughs> Look at this. But on God, he has mercy whoever, on whoever he wants. On whoever he wants. And that doesn't mean that he has, listen, favoritism. Favor is the approval or the act of kindness beyond what is due. You hear what I'm saying? It's beyond what is due. Let me give you one more. Romans chapter 2. I want you to see this. Just so we can get this in context. Romans chapter 2 verse 6. It says this. He will render each one of you according to his works. Now, it was weird because we just said it doesn't matter what you do, but it does matter what you do. Yes. That's the tensions of Christianity. Don't think that you're getting anywhere because of what you do, but you got to do something. My grace is good enough, and I'm going to cover you, but yet there are statues and, and there are ways that I want you to live, and if you will do it my way, I'm going to take notice of that, and I'm going to partner with people who partner with me. Look at this. And he will render to each one according to his works. To those who by patience and well-doing, seeking for his glory, honor, immortality, meaning like I'm seeking unending life, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek. But glory and honor, peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek, for God shows no partiality. God doesn't show favoritism, but God has a way, and we are to do, check this out, His way. If you want to show tangible results of God's power working through you, you're going to have to put God first. Psalms chapter 5 verse 12 says this, For you bless the righteous, O Lord, and you cover him 
with favor. Everybody say favor. As a shield. I don't know about you, but I want the shield in my life. If there's anything that we have learned is that things can change very quickly in our world. And I don't know about you, but I want to be in it and not of it. I want a shield around me. I want a shield around my kids. I want a shield around uh, their, who they're going to be friends with and what they're going to do. And, and I'm just telling you that if God wants to give favor, I'm like, what do I got to do? Because I don't want to live this life, and God had so much more for me. Come on. That means, man, I'll make whatever changes we need to make. This means if I need to become intentional with my prayer life, this means if I need to commit to this week to fast, this is our week of fast, and, and I want to remove distractions so that I can seek Him, do it. Here's what I'm telling you is favor is worth it. Favor is worth it. Look at someone real quick and say, it's worth it. It's worth it. Favor is, listen, worth it. I want to look at a man that's mentioned both in the Old and New Testament. And he had the favor of God on his life. Genesis chapter 6 verse 8, you can read uh, the account. I'm going to paraphrase it, but you can read the account in Genesis chapter 6. But, but I want you to see this. But Noah found favor. Come on, say favor. In the eyes of the Lord. Noah found favor. Well, the natural question would be, how did he find favor? And what did he do so that we can have favor? Because if Noah had it, and I just read that God shows no partiality, then if God wants to give it to him, God wants to give it to me. And the truth of the matter is, if I look through Scripture, I mean, David had favor. Uh, Daniel had favor. Esther had favor. Mary had favor. Greetings, favored one. Mary had fa Gideon had favor. Well, we have a bunch of people, men and women in the Bible that had favor. And so if God wants to give that out, how do I get under it? Well, here's the thing. In Genesis chapter 6, mankind begins to multiply, but their hearts are hard toward the Lord. Their wickedness. And sin grieved the heart of God. Their sin bothered God. Their sin, listen, bothered God in church. Here's what I want you to say. Here, I want you to know, absolutely God is loving. And absolutely there is grace. But if we don't stop for a second and realize that sin bothers God, it does. Are there things that bother you? Come on, how many of y'all, you're bothered when you go to a restaurant and they don't close for another 30 minutes and the chairs are on the table? Is anybody bothered by that? Come on. You're like, I, I'm coming to eat and everything's closed. I'm bothered. I'm bothered. I'm bothered by that. What are you bothered by? You, you're bothered by, any of you have kids, you, you, you're bothered by the fact that you buy them clothes. And a place to put those clothes. And they actually don't get in those places. And then when you ask them, hey, what happened? I'm walking in and I see clothes on the floor. Did you get tired? Need a snack? And that was a long distance to your drawer. 
I mean, your room's only seven feet. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I just lost it. I was just, I forgot, I got winded. I just. <laughs> bothers me. I'm paying for something that you're trashing out. It bothers me. Come on, anybody. Don't, if you, I know you might not want to say amen because you don't want the quiet treatment when you get home. <laughs> I'll say it for you. Sin bothers God. When you sin, it grieves him. He covers you, but it hurts him. Why does it hurt him? Because he has so many good things that he has for you. And God does not want you to be manipulated by your own senses, your own flesh, or the enemy's schemes. Because he is a good father and he wants good things. Come on, listen. For you. For you. What good dad taking his kid hunting wouldn't make sure that the safety's on the gun. What good mom cooking would not be a little cautious when we hit the garbage disposal to make sure a hand's not in it? Come on. Like we do all of these things to protect our children. Don't run. Don't do nah. some, some, Come on. You, you know what I'm talking about? If you have little kids, uh, street. Well, what do you think God is up like? I've given you so much. I've given you the Holy Spirit. I've given you the Word. I've given you prayer. I've given you the Bible. Like, I'm, I don't want you tripped up, but yet, you keep putting your hand in the garbage disposal. And then you're mad at me because you're like, look. And God's like, yo, I know that's painful. Come on. Sin grieves the heart of God. And in Noah's story, in this story of Noah, um, God knew that his creation was rejecting him. Okay? And here we insert Noah. And, and, and Noah wasn't perfect. You can read his, some of his story. He wasn't a perfect dude, but he did something that caught the eye of God. And I believe that what he did, we can do. Okay, let's look at this. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 and 7, it says this, and I, I want us to look at this. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 7, and, and I've kind of bolded and put different parts because I want to break down. Sometimes we read verses that we already know, and because we already know it, we don't think about it. So I really want us to think about this. Okay, look at this. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. So you can't please God by attendance. Faith has to bring the attendance. Tradition can't bring the attendance. Or you are actually here but not here. You hear what I'm saying? Faith is the thing. Faith is the thing. It's impossible to please him without faith. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists. I would just pose this thought. Is the reason that we don't pray, is it because we really don't have time or are we not sure that anything will happen?
And can we go back to a prayer that we prayed that didn't happen and we didn't eat, maybe we didn't fully understand and have the awareness of what was going on internally in us, but it discouraged us. And so now we don't really pray and we believe that prayer is what religious people do. And God, and we say things like, God knows my heart. That's right, He does. He does know your heart and He knows that. There are some patterns that have become habits in your life that you want him to give you a pass on, but God's like, yo, I want to know you. Look at this. Draw near to God. You must believe that he exists. So here's how this happens. When the word goes forth... Faith starts to rise. That's what the Bible says. Faith comes by, come on, help me. If you know it, say it loud. Faith comes by hearing. hearing. So it's good that you're here because you're hearing it. And so what's happened is hopefully it's challenging your worldview. It's challenging what you were thought. It's making you go, huh, huh. And what is happening is your faith is starting to grow. Okay? Then for that faith to really grow, you you're not going to draw near to God unless you believe that he exists. There's someone over there I need to know. My whole life will be changed if I begin to know him. Isn't it amazing what we do on Christmas Eve when we put out cookies and milk? When a lot of people put out cookies and milk, and you know what? Somebody has to eat it. And we do a lot to create an existence of what's not there. But God is like, yo, I'm there. I'm present. I'm watching. I'm seeing. Look at this. So, you, so number one, you, you have to believe that he exists. To please him, you have to believe he's there, and you'll only draw near to what you believe is there, okay? The second is you have to believe that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. Some of us aren't thriving in our spiritual life because you believe he's there. You just don't believe he's going to do anything for you. And so you actually expect nothing from God. Now think about the relationships that you expect nothing from. You're not close. The relationships that you expect nothing from them, I don't care if they call me, I don't care if they don't call me, I don't care if they do, I don't care if they get me a present, I don't think of that. I don't, I don't care Then you're not close to those people because there's this expectation that happens in relationship that I'm expecting something to happen because we're close. Here's the thing. If I ever forgot, there are a couple kids that I, I, I think they would be okay with it, but, but there, I have one particular child that if I even hint that I don't remember her birthday. She is going to pre-cry. <laughs> I did a joke. I'm just going to tell on myself. I did a joke this year. And I was like, hey, what's going on tomorrow? I think we're going to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. And I didn't acknowledge the birthday. And I had my second daughter stand up and go, 
You can't do any of that. It's her birth. And she's crying. Oh, my God. You know, you love me. And I'm like, that did not go the way I thought it would. Just going to be honest. I did not see that one coming. Do you expect anything from God? Do you know that he's a rewarder? What that, what that means is, like, when I spend time with God, man, my, there's so many rewards that come. My heart is soft. Come on, I, I'm a whole lot more forgiving. I'm a whole lot easier to be around. Like, when I'm spending time with God, there's so many rewards that I can't tangibly, you know what I'm saying, articulate, but his presence brings peace. So here's, let's go on. By faith, Noah. In other words, Noah did all the verse 6. And if we do all of verse 6, we'll have the favor that Noah had. Look at this. Look at here. By faith, Noah, being warned by God of the events that will come. All God said is, here's what I'm going to do. And Noah was like, I got it. Like how many of us would have been like, so, what does that really mean? I know you're telling me this, and I'm in. I'm kind of in. I got to talk to my wife when I get home because I don't know if she's going to be in. But I need to, like, can I just get a little bit more detail? Is there anybody else I can talk to? Do you have a secretary? Can I get a Google Doc? I just need a little bit more. I feel like it's very, I don't know, I don't like, not enough. Go build an ark. I mean, you got a schematic on that? Can I, can I get a YouTube? Uh, I just, I feel like it's kind of like very vague. God, Noah believed him. He didn't see it, but he believed it. In reverent fear, he went to construct an ark for the saving of his family. Here's the danger of church. We can come in all the time and think that we're doing what we're hearing but if nothing is being constructed in our life, you're not doing it. Like when you take, the, if you take this word and like, okay, baby, we're going to have a staff meeting. All my kids, everybody come on, shut down the YouTube. We're going to talk because we're going to construct something. And here's what the pastor said. And I believe that God kind of was speaking to me while he was talking. And so here's what we're fixing to do. Bam. We're going we're gonna to build something. But if you leave, and don't build anything. Come on. Then did we really do anything if we didn't build anything? Come on, you hear what I'm saying? Look at this. By faith, uh, by this, he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness that comes through faith. So, so can I just, let, let's unpack just a little bit of this. Um, Without faith, it's impossible to please him. You need faith to draw near. You must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Noah found a key. Noah pleased God. And church, if Noah can do it, you can do it. Come on. You hear what I'm saying? Come on. Listen. And, and as we head into this fast week, our goal is to lower distractions and raise devotion. We're going to lower distractions and we're going to raise devotion. And let me just say this. We got to put God first. Come on. Everybody say that. Put God first. One of the first, one of the first of the Ten Commandments, the first commandment 
tells us to have no other gods before him. Exodus 20 verse 3. God doesn't do second place. God isn't just happy to be in your thoughts. If God isn't first, then there isn't favor. God doesn't ride shotgun. God isn't giving us a suggestion with the first commandment. He's giving us a command, a rule, and an order. And I know in 20, in 2022, we don't like commands. We, if you don't say it as a suggestion, we're going to unfollow you. But God is not insecure, and he is okay if you unfollow him. Because he's like, this is the way, and if you'll do it my way, I'm not telling you that it won't be hard. I'm not telling you there won't be struggle, and I'm not telling you there won't be pain. But here's the deal. Your life will be better. It'll be better. There are so many distractions in this world that if we're not careful, his place in our life will slip in our lives. Don't remove God from being First, and there are good and bad examples of distractions. Come on, work, home projects, organizing, parenting, marriage, friendship, travel, investments, education. Then there are the things that we know are like, we should probably stay away from those. Addictions, cravings, lust, selfishness, pride, secret sin. But all of these are distractions. Isaiah 66, 2 says this. All these things in my hand has made, that my hand has made. And so all of these came, declares the Lord. But this is the one whom I will look upon. This is the one that I will favor. This is the one that I'm going to bless. This is the one that I'm going to increase. Come on, look at this. The one who is humble, contrite in spirit, and trembles at my word. In our relationship with God, it cannot be suggestion-based. Let's put God first. If you want a life of favor, put God first. The crazy part of the verse that we just read is it said that Noah condemned the world by following God's orders. And here's what I need you to look at. People will feel like you are walking in condemnation when you choose God's way. And they will feel the rejection because they believe that if you do believe marriage is between a man and a woman, then you have condemned someone else. You hear what I'm saying? If you believe that um, uh, homosexuality is a sin, then you've condemned them. Hear what I'm saying? And, and I just want to talk just real quick. Anybody can come to this church at any time, and we're not going to judge them. We're going to hope and pray that the Holy Spirit begins to free them, because I needed freedom. Did anybody else here need some freedom? Does anybody here need some freedom? Raise your hand. 
But there's a tension in the gospel because God doesn't want his love to be syrup. He wants it to be a catalyst. And we have a hard time dealing with the tension of love and truth. And our church is going to do well at loving people where they're at, but giving them truth. Truth without love cripples people. Love without truth keeps them babies. And the goal for all of us is that we would put childishness behind and we would grow into manhood adulthood and womanhood and put away childish things childish things are the things that we believe work but they don't work come on does that make sense it doesn't work baby you can't stay up as long as you want even though you feel like in this moment you want to stand up i mean stay up because it doesn't work long term. How many of y'all have ever stayed up a little late and thought, dear God, why? Why did I do that? I feel like I'm 16, but I'm not. And I need three days to recover. Come on, help me. Help me. There are childish ways, and God doesn't want us to be childish. He wants us to be, come on, listen, mature. I just want to read this list of what Noah did. Noah humbled himself. He obeyed. He listened. Even when he didn't see, he prepared. He prepared. He built the boat. He built the boat. Come on, listen. He prepared. He believed the warning signs. Like, do you believe the warning signs? Are you like, I this doesn't matter. Like, there are warning signs all the time. Listen, and I'm, I, I, please don't hear legalism. I don't want to be, I, I don't want to put pressure on you, but I want to recognize the pressure that the world is putting on you. And there are a lot of things that are, that are on Netflix, Disney, whatever, that I'm just telling you, if you let your children watch all of that, they will turn out like the movie stars who made them. Hear me. We just got to be careful. And we got to make sure that we are moving. Listen, listen, we're not legalistic. I'm not going to say, all right, everybody burn your secular CDs. I mean, come on, come on. I lived through the 80s. How many of y'all did that? Like four or five times. Come on. Listen, we're having a burning party. There are times we listen to a little journey. You know what I'm saying? We, I'm, but, but I'm just saying like, if you're not careful, God's place will drop and he will be nothing more than an honorable mention in your life. And that's not where God wants to be. Come on, somebody. He believed the warning signs. He was okay with being mislabeled, misunderstood, called names, labeled extreme. Like Noah, I'm building a boat to save my family. And if you knew that the decisions that you made today had generational impact, what would you build? Come on. Y'all love me? Don't think that you can just, and I, and I know it sounds legalistic, but I'm just describing, that's what Jesus did. Don't think that you can sit and watch this really awesome show that is full of nudity and think that you're going to raise a man of God that respects women. 
You hear what I'm saying? Like, like there's got to be. We're going to put God first. And there may be some things that we want to do that we don't get to do. And there may be some things that, oh, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like there may be some things, but but here's what I'm saying is it's better. It's better. Come on, listen. And our young people need to know our old, we, we 23, 25. I don't know if it's better. I don't know if it's better. I like church. I like the community. I like people. I like, I like being loved. I like people sending me a snack when I'm sick. I, I like all that. But I don't know if I want to fully commit and put God first. It's important to remember. That, that we, even when it was hard, Noah, Noah did the hard thing. Finding favor doesn't mean that we get a pass and we have an easy life. In fact, if you listen, think about all the characters I just listed, favor sometimes means being chosen to embrace the hard in order to have a significant impact on the kingdom. Favor. How will you put God first? Would you put God first today by starting a fast with us? Maybe you already ate and you're like, damn, I didn't even know. I forgot. Uh -huh. Just start. Just start today. We're going to fast this whole week. Just start. Will, will, will you, uh, as soon as we're done, we're going to go over to the new building. It's right, right over here uh, on Olive Street. And we're going to write scripture verses on the, uh, the framing. Will you come do that? On Tuesday night, we're going to have prayer. And listen, listen, listen. If you believe that God exists, and I know that people have schedules, and I get that, but, but I'm just telling like, this month we are seeking the Lord. So here's, I'm going to wrap it up. Man, y'all come on up here. Will you get up 30 minutes early today, tomorrow, and spend some time with the Lord? Will you open your Bible? Noah shows us how God's favor flows. Noah was God's representative for a new start. Noah's name, listen to this, means rest. He fulfilled his name when his family got off the ark and he saved his family from the rampant wickedness of the culture. But Jesus is greater than Noah. Jesus Christ the Son of God died for our sins and was the redeeming representative. Come on. And Jesus, because of him, we get a new start in a new kingdom, which is heaven. And it's our job to make heaven here. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world. Why? Because when Jesus came, judgment wasn't immediate. There will be a day when judgment came. Noah, if you don't get in this boat, judgment's coming. Condemnation. But Jesus was like, yo, 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 I didn't come to condemn at this time. I came to serve you. And I'm serving you a way out. And the rest that I can give you is the rest from toxic, broken soul. Jesus can give rest to your soul. And today, you can start a life of favor if you put God first. So all over this place, come on, just bow your head online. Come on, just bow your head. Come on, y'all just begin to just kind of sing behind me. Come on, let's just allow God to move here. Maybe I didn't tell you anything that you didn't know, but what, the, what I want to ask you is God first. 
Is God first? Is God first? Is God first, sir? Ma'am? College student? Young person? Teenager? Is God first? Well, well I think he is. Well, I, Pastor, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, I like him. I love him. What investment of time are you making that shows that there is intentionality? And if maybe God is second or third on your list, maybe he's an honorable mention. Today, can we just decide as a church online and even here that we're going to put God first? We're going to put God first. Come on, just bow your heads. Come on, just allow God to be softened in your heart. I believe he's already speaking to you. Come on, we all sing that. There's no, there's no, come on, there's no. There's no shadow you won't light up. Come on, right where you're at. It's a year of favor. It's a year of favor. Come on. He's your shield. God wants to begin to do something in your life. Come on. Come on. Stir that thing up. Come back to the Lord. Say, oh God, oh God, forgive me. God, God, I want you to place me where you have me. Come on. This is a year where our church is going to seek. We're going to move. God, you're going to move. Come on. It's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. We put you first. We put you first. No we put you won't kick down. We put you first. You won't tear down, coming after me. If you're here today, maybe you've just let it slip. It's okay. You just let it slip. I, I want you to hear your loving Father say to you, if you take a step, I come running. If you take a step, I come running. And if you're here today and you're just, maybe you're overwhelmed by the fact that, you know what, I need to put God first in my life again. On the count of three, I want you to lift your hands right where you're at. Come on. One, two, three. Come on, if that's you, raise your hand. Come on. Come on, I'm putting God first. I'm putting God first. I'm putting God first. It's okay. Put your hands down. It's okay. Listen, I'm putting God first. Father, right now, you see all the hands that were lifted. And Father, right now, I pray a hedge of protection over their life as they begin to make steps. Father, I pray that the flame that you are lighting, Holy Spirit, will not go out as they leave this building. But God, you will burn up. Come on. Everything that is distracting them, every fear, every concern, God, that you are moving in their life if you raise your hand just repeat this after me dear Jesus forgive me thank you for your grace thank you for your mercy I receive your son I believe you exist and I want to draw near in Jesus' name. And everybody said, come on. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.